0: Thank you for joining us for another contemplate episode with Pastor David Robinson from Axe Church in Vancouver, Washington. Today we're continuing our study from Psalm 1 verses 3 through 6 and the powerful contrast between Man's Way and God's Way. Here's Pastor David.
1: Listen to this. This is Jesus talking in uh, John 7:37-39. It says on the last day of that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried out saying, "If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water." But this he spoke concerning the spirit. Whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Guess what? Jesus has been glorified, and the Spirit has been given. And if you're a Christ follower, you have the Spirit. Fountains of living water. Fountains of living water. The Holy Spirit has been given to the Christ follower ever since Pentecost, 2,000 years ago. And the church went out. We have him. Our Spirit that has been reborn and made alive, that was dead... That God has made alive, now has the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to live in the walk in the works of the flesh. We can have the fruit of the Spirit as Christ has saved us. We do not ever have to walk in darkness or in the works of the flesh again. You are not a slave to sin. We can have victory. We can be that tree planted by the streams of water, strong and tall and solid and fruitful. That's who we want to be. Why would we ever want to do the works of the flesh? Why would we ever want to do that? Well, I'll tell you why, at least for me, and I think for a lot of you, because we don't always want to trust God. We sin because we do not walk in the belief that we have. We do believe that God is in control, and we do believe that he will provide good for us even if we can't see it. We believe those things. We just don't always walk in those beliefs. We have this cognitive dissonance where we really do believe, yes, God is good, yes, God is sovereign, he's in control, yes, I know he'll work all things for good, whether I can see it now or not, I know he's going to work it all for good, but I have some ideas of my own as well that I'd like to try out. We know what God has told us to do, but we often, although we know what is best and what God has called us to do, we kind of think maybe we know best. So we chase our own idea of what we think will be good or pleasurable, and we forsake God's instruction. That's just what we do. We know what we ought to do. We sort of think that there's a third way. Well, we don't want to be on the bad path, but maybe there's this third path, right? Maybe, here's the thing if I just steal a little bit, and I'll probably pay it back at some point, it's okay. That person didn't need it anyway, right? Listen, I'm just texting with him, I haven't done anything. It's just that my husband hasn't been that great lately, and it, and it just emotionally kind of helps me out. Hey, we're going to get married anyway. Who cares if we have sex now? And on and on it goes. Hey, it was just a few more than I should have drank. It was just this. It was just that. It's always, we know what God's told us. He's been very clear. We know that's what's going to be good for us, but we have a better idea. And so we buy our toys our way when God has told us to do it his way. And what invariably happens every time is we end up with broken toys and have to go back and do things the way God has called us to do. Listen to what God tells us in Jeremiah. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. This is us when we won't be rooted in Christ. We have the fountain of living water, which is boom, flowing in our heart, in the Holy Spirit we go, but you know what? I can make my own cistern and get my own water on this one. And we end up with broken cisterns that hold no water, wondering why in the world we weren't just drinking from the fountains of living water that were there. When we follow what God has for us, we are nourished in the spirit of God and we produce fruit and whatever we do prospers. That's what it says. It says, and whatever he does shall prosper. When we follow Jesus. When we follow Christ. When we live in the spirit, we allow the father to chasten us, to work on us. We listen. He prunes us. He, he gets us ready. He, we're taught by the spirit. We're in Christ and we're doing all of that. Whatever we do prospers. We will get to see great things and be part of great things because it will be in his will because we're living in the spirit and we're producing fruit and we're rooted in him. Now, listen, that does not mean that we will get the kinds of good prospering things that the world considers prospering. I'm not saying you're going to get lots of, you know, uh, toys and luxuries and pleasures and that you're never going to get sick and all that nonsense. I'm not saying that. Paul certainly didn't have all of that. Not at all. He was sick, got beaten a lot. Spent some real time in jail. You know, a lot of rough, running from city to city, people chasing him around. But he prospered in what he did. Because what he did was in Christ, it was in the will of the Father. And it was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we, we rarely go a week in this church and in most churches where some of what the Holy Spirit breathed into Paul and inspired Paul to write is not read by Christians where they're encouraged and empowered 2,000 years later. What he did prospered. It may not be the kind of prospering the world might look at Paul and be like, okay, so, you know, you're sick, you're, you're shipwrecked, you're beaten, you're stoned, you're, uh, you know, in jail, you're blah, 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 and, and then you're executed. Doesn't sound like prospering. We look at Paul and go, without what he did and what the Lord did through him, we wouldn't have nearly what we have because he was faithful. That's the kind of prospering that I want. I prefer not to have the beatings and all that. But if that's what comes in order for me to be able to prosper, kingdom of God, prosper, tree planted by streams of water, prosper, then bring it on. Because we want to prosper. If you love Jesus, you want to prosper. We've had enough of the other kind of prospering if you live in this country. Let me just tell you. We've had enough of the other kind. I hope we can can continue to be comfortable. I think it's great to be comfortable. Trust me, I like to be comfortable. But what I really want is to prosper, godly prospering. And if that's our desire, we'll get it. We'll get it. But let me tell you something. While we want our lives to prosper like that, that's not what it's like for the ungodly. It says very clearly that the ungodly man is not described as a tree here. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. If you've ever worked on a farm that had like cereal grains, like wheat or oats or whatever, there's like a husk around the seed, like a little shell, okay? And what they do in the old days, they take it and they'd, you know, do this with, they beat it and up would come the, the, that little husk, little light shell and it would blow away. The wind would drive it away and what would be left was the seed. Now they have machines that do all that, but they thresh that grain to get rid of that chaff because the chaff is worthless. And it just goes up, and, it's, and there's nothing to it, and it's driven by the wind. That's what the ungodly are like, driven by the wind. And there is always a wind blowing in our world, in our broken, fallen, evil world. There's always a wind blowing. There's a lot of winds blowing. And it may seem like, well, I'm not blown by the wind because those people are going this way, and I'm going this way. Yeah, it's going all kinds of ways. And you're being driven by it. You may think you've chosen that flight, but you didn't buy that plane ticket. You are being driven, if you are not a tree planted by rivers of water, two paths, tree or chaff. You are being driven by the lies and the deceptions of the world in all kinds of different directions. You are not steady. You are not strong. You're chaff. This is just like the path thing. Two paths, tree, chaff. Every single person in this room, including myself, Every person watching online and every person that will listen to this, on podcast or online or whatever, is one of two things. You're a Psalm 1 tree or you're Psalm 1 chaff. That is a life that you're living. It's one or the other. You're either growing and becoming strong and solid in God. Or you are being driven by the winds of the culture. Towards death. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Other than rooting yourself in Christ. The tree doesn't move in the hurricane. It stands strong. The chaff is driven by the smallest wind and blows away. All of us are either the Psalm 1 tree or the Psalm 1 chaff. And what happens to the chaff? Let's read the last part of this. Chapter. Finish it out here. Psalm 1, 5 through 6. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. This is it. It's the end of Psalm 1. It's a blessing and a warning, depending on whether you are a tree or a chaff. If you're chaff, the ungodly, the one who's not a Christ follower, the person who thinks that they have strength in their own flesh, so they can do it on their own, who trusts in man... They perish. They can't stand in the judgment. They're not among the assembly, the congregation of the righteous. They're going to die the first death, and then they're going to die the second death. While we Christ followers are raised to life in Christ for eternity, they will be raised to judgment and death for eternity. It's serious. Death and hell. Are serious because they refused the free gift of grace in love that God is offering to every one of us. If you're not a Christ follower, you can close your heart off to what I'm saying and hope that it isn't true, but it is true. And I tell you it because I love you, and God tells you because He loves you. Two paths one leads to life, one leads to death. God tells us over and over and over in the scripture. And if you've never heard it before, this is the first time you're hearing this, now you know. You've heard it today. Now you're responsible. But here's the good news. You ready for it? You know who's able to stand in the judgment in the congregation of the righteous? Only one. Jesus. I know we all thought that this psalm was all about us and how great we are. But you know the only one who truly can stand in the judgment in the congregation of the righteous? Jesus Christ. He's the only one. Our ability to stand is not a place that we've earned. The reason we're in the congregation of the righteous is because we have his righteousness. And for no other reason, we were all chaff made into trees through Jesus Christ and his righteousness. We are not righteous in ourselves. Listen to these verses. Romans 3.10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Just in case you were unclear. Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. So we've all sinned, and the right, what we deserve, the wages we deserve, death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 10, 9-10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Why salvation? Because we needed to be saved, because we were chaff. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That seed is blossomed. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You will be transformed if you will root yourself in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. There's no one righteous, not one. We've become the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. That's why we get to stand in the judgment and hold our head up. That's why we get to be in the congregation of the righteous because God is not looking. The Father is not looking at you and your life and what you earned, he's looking at his son, his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and what he's done for us. And that's who we get to be. And if that's not you right now, that can be you today. It is only Jesus, only him, only him. You haven't earned it, you can't earn it. We're always making broken cisterns. Our toys are always breaking. We root ourselves. We keep rooting ourselves back. We repent. We confess our sins. When we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9, right? That's what it's all about. You can go from death to life, from chaff to tree, you can be made new. You can confess your sins and turn from them. And God will be faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you don't know Jesus today, you can begin life in him. If you do know Jesus and you're a Christ follower and we're reading the works of the flesh and you're like, mm, a, "Some of that's me." And you need to confess and you need to repent. Do that today. Right now, get your roots back where they belong. Trust in God. Grow in him all of us, we want to be trees. I want people to look at this church and metaphorically see a grove of trees that cannot be moved. Every hurricane that comes does nothing to us. Fruit all over the place. But if you don't know Jesus... You can begin life in him today. You can come home like the prodigal son and trust in your good father, God. And I plead with you today. Listen to me. By the mercies of God, I plead with you if you don't know Jesus, be reconciled to God. You do not know how much time you have. Your opportunity is now. We don't know how long it's going to be before the Lord takes this church. Be reconciled to God today. Give up the works of the flesh and live in the fruits of the spirit. Jesus will save you. He'll forgive you. He'll cleanse you. He'll make you new. Just call him Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, that he is your God and your king and your Lord, and you'll be saved. And that seed of the word that's implanted in you will grow and be watered. That's what it will do as the church, planting and watering and watching each other grow. You can be that today. We can live in the fruit of the Spirit. We can be a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and whatever we do prospers.
0: As Pastor David said, everything can change as you let Jesus be the Lord of your life. And if you're still not sure, have questions, or just need some help figuring all this out, Call us at 360 885 9000. Or even better, come see us at Axe Church this Sunday morning. We'd love to help you get on the right path that leads to life. Get easy directions and all the info you need at axchurchnw.org. Always great to have you here, and I hope you'll check out our next episode for more with Pastor David Robinson. Here on Contemplate...